You are listening to an MLGA Network podcast. Maddie? Uh, Jesse? Any, anybody here? Hello? Okay. What? what? Sorry, uh, uh, sorry, we're supposed to be silent right now. We're here. We're here in solidarity. Solidarity for what? You know, don't make me say it, Kim. That I'm <laughs> a little louder. <sighs> Jesse, help me. Well, we were not supposed to talk today because we are white. That's what we were told. <laughs> I I don't know. This is a. Uh, I mean, while it's nice to uh, finally have you know women quiet around me. That's special. However, I just, uh, <laughs> this is probably a really stupid idea for Instagram to be doing right now. I don't know what's more ridiculous than saying, hey, we're going to be silent to support people and then spend your entire day posting random black backgrounds to tell everybody that you're being quiet for black people. That's not very quiet to me. It's actually a really stupid idea. <laughs> so you're saying that we have permission to talk now? Well, I guess, um... I guess I'll let you, uh, I'll let you talk. <sighs> okay, thank you, Kim. That feels better. <laughs> Glad we resolved that. Welcome to Voluntary Vixens, where Jesse, Maddie, and Kim give a female voice to news and pop culture with a libertarian twist. Join us to stay informed and challenged while keeping it sane, peaceful, and most importantly, voluntary. Could you imagine if that, if that's, I don't even know if that's really supposed to combat racism. It's like, yes, let's go ahead and try to tell white people when to talk now. I just don't see how that's progressing anything. I don't know. I mean, it definitely worked in some way that it got all the white people to talk about how they shouldn't be talking. <laughs> well, yeah. The only people I want to stop are the white liberals that are, you know what, everybody, you should be quiet. You should subjugate yourself for all black people. I'm like, I don't see how this is going to help me, and I'm glad you're speaking for me. That's fantastic. I don't have my own mouth to tell you to shut the hell up. <laughs> yeah, no, really. Uh, I did notice it, it. it touched everybody. It wasn't even just the usual white liberals that wear kid gloves and act like you're a lesser race while telling all the rest of us that, we're the evil people that think like and think that we think that you're I don't I can't even say how like messed up it is like their logic there is no logic and so it it touched on a lot of people I saw my entire entire personal Instagram account get pretty dark other than you know ads and <laughs> no pun intended <laughs> ouch no, but of course, like, really, like, so the darkness that was there was a bunch of white people feeling guilty and that that was an answer and that that was a good idea. And then what I started seeing later in the day was, like, accounts from black people that were like, you are stealing our hashtag yeah. <laughs> and you are burying actual legitimate information that we need to share to you and to every other person out there that is interested in this cause. Yeah. Anyway, what I find what funny day. is that uh, there was like, I really don't care what celebrities actually say about anything. 
Sometimes I just have uh -huh. them on my Instagram so I can just stare at the eye candy. But I did see some celebrities that were like, hey, stop using the BLM tag. We're trying to in everything about these protests because we're trying to actually get to the relevant information. And all we're seeing are these black backgrounds. I'm like, thanks, guys. You're over here thinking that you were doing something great. And we're now you're just overshadowing all the information we're actually looking for. Yeah, I saw that, too. But yeah, I'm lucky that most of my friends don't go, they don't feel the need to virtue signal, but there were a couple that did. And then I saw a lot of, on Facebook at least, um, unfriend me if you don't like my opinion on this, but I think that, and it's like, I, actually, I didn't even read further than that because when they say unfriend me, I just stop reading. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> well, I mean, you listen to them, right? Like, you're like, okay, well, if you're going to make some idiotic statement and tell me that I have no business here, then yeah, you're probably right. I don't have any business here and we're not going to agree on yeah. this. So I'll just leave and go but, do better yeah, things. And this is kind of like one of the things that uh, we talked about in uh, one of our recordings is that, you know, if your identity is all wrapped up in like, you know, how much you hate Trump white supremacist or whatever um then you don't have much of an identity and i mean we all have these conflicting thoughts and feelings all the time that's what makes us human beings and we're complex people so when you have to get on facebook and and tell people to unfriend you because of one opinion that you have on this one particular subject i mean then you're basically saying that's what your identity is you know, I just don't understand that because I have a lot of opinions about a lot of different things and some people may like it and some people may hate it, but I would hope that they would not just unfriend me because of one thought that I had or one opinion that I had. Yeah, it's definitely, um, uh, what's the opposite of evolving? Devolving. Evolving, we're becoming less complex, um, yeah. Less able to critically think and question. And, and, and it's just, this is all just the weirdest timeline ever. And I don't, I don't know what's next. Like the memes about what's, in, what's coming in June, like here we are in June and um, mainstream everybody like, oh, and I was like, oh, wait, is it cool finally to protest the government? Oh, wait, no, that's not what they're doing. Like, everybody who was protesting the government for stealing their jobs, their livelihood, locking them up, and forcing us into quarantine despite not being sick, um, and all the destruction we've already talked about that that led to black and white lives, um, and I would say probably mm -hmm. especially black lives were harmed in that, and that, you know, a lot of white people with their white-collar jobs got to yeah. sit home comfortably in their yoga pants, working on their little laptops, clickety 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 i'm important and everybody who protests the shutdowns is a racist wants to kill or not a racist but you know um hate science wants to kill grandma and so then we when we went from that until <laughs> if you're at home and you're silent you're killing black people now and it's just like is anybody else watching this um with any objectivity like i'm trying to just sit back and watch like i normally do and it's Good Lord, it is a, and I'm, and I've said it before, like, <laughs> there's certain things where it's just like, this is too weird for it to be a simulation. <laughs> I think they're preparing us for the simulation. 
I, I do think it's really funny that they were like, okay, everybody stay in your houses as soon as you know, this started happening. They're like, everybody get out of your houses. I'm like, okay, did get COVID disappear? Houses. And then did any either one of you see the article that went out? It was from Yahoo that they tried to say about, what is it, like 19,000 cases have happened recently? And the article itself was just talking about cases in general, but the headline just saying that there have been about 19,000 cases and then the picture they had for the article was clearly of the riots. So somebody posted that in one of the local Vegas groups and a lot of people just were like, wait a minute, so are you saying that within 24 hours turnaround they had tests and found out these people had COVID and then somebody was like, no, the article says that's just in general. I was like, you don't think the media knows what they're doing? That they just put that one headline because they knew that nobody was really going to read the article and people were just going to pass it around and just see picture of the protest, COVID cases rising. And that was going to, I don't know, make people think, oh, no, we got to stop doing these protests. I don't know what the purpose of that was, but that's pretty much the only thing I've seen about COVID during this entire time the riots have been happening. Yeah, I don't think anybody's even thinking about COVID anymore. It didn't take long. I'm still stuck talking about it or listening to it at least because that's what my job is. <laughs> but um, what's funny there on that side is that other than like a mention last week um, from an attorney of ours that works in Minneapolis downtown and they had to be evacuated from their building one day. Other than that, you know, like business as usual, there is no um, like not even concern about, oh my God, like all these riots are going to trigger a bunch of new cases because they're not social distancing and they're not practicing, you know, good hygiene or any of these like safety preventative measures that we've all been just hammered with for months. And so it's just interesting what we hear and what we don't hear, but, and both of them are both of those things. Like again, what we hear and what we don't hear are purposefully manufactured by the corporate press, and by, I would say, you know, just the elites that happen to have the same idea, the same agenda in mind. And so whether they're ABC or whether they're, uh, pick a celebrity, like, they all have the same one-track mind. And I don't trust it at all. I was just fascinated. You have a voluntary Vixen sweater? I do! <laughs> That's I amazing. Believe, just... Yeah, uh, we should uh, we should talk about merch sometimes, guys. Um, also. also, just realizing now that we're about 10 minutes in or so, if you haven't realized by now, you are listening to the Voluntary Vixens podcast. I'm Maddie. <laughs> I'm Maddie. Kim gave me permission to speak, and so I thank her, and she's stunning and brave. <laughs> Sorry, I, I forgot we didn't do intros. We just went off on almost an entire show. My bad. Hi, I'm Kim. <laughs> <laughs> and Jessie's here too, but uh, again, doing her respective, yep. respectful silence uh, at times. You know, she's really playing her part, taking it seriously, and we really thank her for her service. Just letting the melanated voices <laughs> elevate. That's all. <laughs> melanated I, I want to hear that can we get that meme going around the melanated voices really what what do they think they're going to accomplish can anybody even tell me what this is going to do I mean I'm seeing liberty minded people do this what is this going to do 
bring awareness. Think, we already know what's the, happening. Uh, I think it's a. Uh, I was looking, and it was something that, like, again, I'm just I've. I've unfortunately been on Instagram all day scrolling through my three accounts and, you know, just sort of seeing how it evolved and certain liberty groups did finally tack on. And then if you read their caption, you know, they don't make it a race issue. They appropriately make it a police brutality, like abolish the state issue because that is who our enemy is, everybody. Um, And so, but, you know, they still do the black cube. Black cube of Saturn. Um, <laughs> they still are putting this black square, and so they're using it. And I totally get that, and I respect that because. But it's also like, what are you trying to do? Who? Do, what are you trying to prove? Like you're trying to not get eaten by the wolves. And then another thing I was thinking about was like so, in trying to like in listening to um, certain black accounts that were talking about you know what the purpose of this mission was today um that definitely got hijacked and just taken out of context and a little game of telephone like it got out of control but you know what what um this one person was saying was their goal was to silence white voices i just i don't know what like insert any other race and tell me if you think that's a okay thing but anyway so to silence the white voices so that the quote-unquote melanated black voices whatever could be elevated and it's just like okay so there you go again you think that that black voices can't do it on their own or they're not good enough and they have to be like highlighted in a way that everybody else has to be cleared off the table and shut the fuck up in order for what a black person is saying to matter and that is not the case and you know we're we're all we're all supposed to be at the table together you know, I thought that's the work that we're supposed to be doing. You always see in those posts, like, we need to be doing the work. Like, question, like, research, do the work. It's like, what fucking work are you talking about? <laughs> and anybody, I'm fired up today. Yeah, anybody, I mean, you got me, anybody's got a bunch of black friends knows that we don't need anybody to shut up. In fact, if you go to a black family reunion, you'll need some aspirin after because it's loud as hell. There's, we don't need any help with amplification. It's just it's it's just a way to subjugate people. What it's it just keeps us divided each time. I don't even see why shutting people up is going to help. I mean, does is is anybody else clueless about what black people you know need, want, do, say? Is it have you guys ever heard a black person before this, before all the white people shut up? Like, what is, I, I, don't, I just don't get it. It's actually more insulting than anything. Because, it's so insulting. Yeah. I was like, it doesn't matter whose voice it is. We're all humans. And keeping this kind of divide, because it's still happening. As soon as I knew it was going to happen, as soon as we saw the Black Lives Matter hashtag, as soon as somebody says all lives matter, you know, but... You know, it's specifically about black people. I'm like, nah, mofo, it's about everybody because these cops actually just trample all over the Fourth Amendment and can do whatever they'd like and just say that we were resisting arrest or something stupid like that. And then there you go. You'll have people who were pro-cop that'll be like, there you go, that person was just resisting arrest as opposed to them just trampling all over our damn liberty. It doesn't matter what color you are. These cops will come after you. It's just that the media is like, you know, pass over this white lady who got shot, pass over this person who got shot, pass over the fact that one of the cops that was there when the black dude was being killed was black, and all of that, just missing yeah, all of that. that. Yeah. Like, it's just, 
they are able to get a thumbnail picture of exactly what they want the world to see and they amplify it and that's the, that's what goes around the world like instantly and any other follow-up thought is racist because you're not allowed to question that and I just we're all smarter than that we're all smarter than that no matter what color you are like unless you actually have like cognitive damage like it, either you were never properly developed and I'm sorry that um you were probably malnourished as a kid maybe beaten neglected in some way um and those are the people that like we'd like to fight for most <laughs> you know people that are actual victims and um can't fight for themselves can't stand up or speak for themselves but um you know everybody else is an adult and i know the public school system has like absolutely dismantled your ability to think for yourself but come on please i blame the fluoride in the water like that really has to be it i think i sound crazier than ever saying that but like i don't know that's part of it. Yeah, there's so many there there's so many aspects that contribute to that and you hit on it with the education and it's just I don't know how people think we're going to get equality by stomping anyone down. And I know some of the time that there are even people in my community and black community that just love this whole stuff. They just love being able to tell white people, you know, what to do and what in the shut up. And it's like a revenge thing. I was like, well, the people you need to have revenge against, you better go dig them up out of their graves. You know, all those slave owners, dig them up. And all the people who need all these reparations and everything you're talking about, well, you got to dig them up too, because they're the ones who suffered through it. I'm over here. What, what am I going to do on, on Instagram with my, my gazillion dollar iPhone? You know, that seems like oppression. Hmm. I'm on my, my, iPhone that I get from capitalism complaining about how white people treat me and you know all my ancestors back in the day that actually did go struggle wouldn't have an iPhone to bitch about anything like what are they talking about what kind of oppression are we talking about these people with their arguments in the wrong places and directed at the wrong people it's, oh so things would be perfect if all, we were all um brutally assaulted by the police in equal numbers like in exactly equal numbers and actually like if you look at the numbers it's not really lining up with um the narrative that's uh that's put forward but you know let's should we all just be beaten or killed unaccountably by police in equal numbers and then like that's good that'll prove that racism doesn't exist and really just they just like hate us all equally and that's fine it's just and people I don't know, like, I was talking to a friend today, and even see, she seemed to be of the mindset, and I think, like, again, like, people just aren't used to hearing any kind of opposing side to this, or, you know, trying to coax out other answers or other other ways to talk about this, but it's like, is that the first thing we fix? It's, you know, I don't want to, I want to kill the Death Star, I don't, like, what's the point of a pod? Yeah. Um, you know, you're not done like that's not it and really like there's just a thousand more death or you know little pods and i guess in some ways they think and justify it as that would be progress but i think it what it does is it uh you know it's seeing the trees and not seeing the forest and it alienates a bunch of people that would be on board with your cause you know i think one of the reasons that people go for it 
it's the lower hanging fruit. It's easier to go after one of the symptoms than the cause. Because if you think about the cause, it's really hard to destroy. That Death Star there, yeah. trying to destroy the entire government is hard. Attacking something, it a really symptom is. like racism or, you know, this supposed narrative of racism that the media's got out there is a heck of a lot easier than actually trying to do anything about the government. And I think that's pretty much what we end up with in every situation. People will attack the easier symptom they feel like they're powerless against the actual cause. I agree. And I see and feel where they're coming from on that. Like, <laughs> it's the Death Star, as we know. And so, I don't know. But it's just like, it would be one thing if it was acknowledged that that was where they were also going. But the, it's not. Like, for example, apparently there was a little mini pro... Like, here I live on little Main Street town in Maryland. And it's just adorable and picturesque and fun and youthful and diverse and so apparently there was a little little bit of a protest downtown and of course it was just all white people um and you know kind of looking like losers sorry and i mean at least it was peaceful okay great but um all white people and definitely like Who's got time to do that right now? I don't know. I was still working. And I don't know. They're all just these white people feeling great about themselves. And it's like, what are you doing? Like, what? Who's listening to you guys here? <laughs> Nobody's listening. Yeah. Like, carry on. Like, the, the small town cops, like, uh, think they got big dicks and they wave them over all of us. And there's not even enough black people in this town <laughs> For the cops to target them especially. It's just like, no, they're just dicks to all of us. Yeah, like, in my town, there's, there was just, there was actually a peaceful demonstration during the day. And now, you know, there was video of it and everything. But then at night, a bunch of punk kids decided to just go downtown and start looting and, um, not looting, but just destroying property and stuff. And they got, that didn't last for very long and they got kicked out, but... I was like, you know, I don't understand, like, the need to destroy things. Like, I don't know how people think that. I feel like, personally, that there's an agenda there of, like, I there is a definite need for people to protest the police. And I do feel like black people have a right to protest their, for their own rights. But I do feel like there are some people in that movement that are undermining it by looting and and they're trying and I think they're doing it on purpose to kind of make that movement look ridiculous. But that's just my conspiracy theory. My boyfriend sent me a snapshot because obviously like as a property owner downtown, he's concerned about anything ever getting or maybe I'm more concerned for him, honestly, because he didn't <laughs> seem that concerned. But also maybe just because the picture of them wasn't very threatening. But, um, so of course, like, here they are, you know, no justice, no peace, um, and they are apparently out in solidarity with, um, their black comrades, but one woman was saying, Warren has an answer for this. <laughs> Elizabeth Warren? Yes! I forgot about her. <laughs> oh my god. I, I did too. What is her answer? I, I don't know. Besides more government and, like, policies that are going to encourage more interaction among citizens including uh black citizens and you know ultimately more 
police brutality. This is the chick who won't even send her own kids to public schools. Yeah. I mean. But like, will virtue signal it? Any, uh, any campaign or any, any, (sighs) any, uh, platform possible that, um, you know, public school teachers are the hope for the future and all this stuff. Like, (laughs) dear God, get me out of here. If that's, that's the hope. So I, um, I wasn't quiet today. Uh, I posted something that I felt was more in line with, you know, my feelings on the subject generally. And actually, Jesse, you posting it to our Vixens account first um, made me want to turn back to that. Yes. And so it's it's the, the Ayn Rand quote. <gasps> no, she's not black. The Ayn Rand quote about racism. And I really feel like it is probably it sums up I think to the best degree like what it all means and how silly and primitive this is and 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 just if you don't mind me reading it it's a little bit lengthy but um we can comment as we go because I think like so much of this is like exactly what we're seeing coming from this side that acts like they're not racist and tells us that they're not racist it's like "Mm, you're pretty racist so you know it goes um (laughs) It says, racism is the lowest, most crudely primitive form of collectism. Uh, Yeah, that's true. It is the notion of ascribing moral, social, or political significance to a man's genetic lineage. The notion that a man's intellectual and characterological traits are produced and transmitted by his internal body chemistry. Um, So, like, what about, you know, Hillary Clinton et al. saying that white people are inherently racist? I mean, in her case, it's probably true. She is racist as all hell. I mean, she is an evil witch. Look what she did to Haiti. And yes, I mean, like, go see... BFF. I was just going to (laughs) say, look at Haiti. But it's just, how is that not being applied by both sides? Like, the, the genuine people who actually might be racist against black people, okay. Like, this is what they're thinking. And yes, we're clearly outlining that it is primitive. And yeah, that means, like... (laughs) <laughs> very like new new to humanity new human caveman um but like how is that not being done on the other side which wants to proclaim that they're evolved and woke? well i feel like can i just say one thing about like hillary clinton and people like her yeah go i feel go like on. the those people that say white people are inherently racist and that we need to do something like quote we need to do stuff about it i feel like those people are the ones that are they probably are racist like they probably are the ones that deep down have a lot of like thoughts and they they know that and they because they know that about themselves it's kind of like the boyfriend who cheats on his girlfriend but he's always worried that his girlfriend's going to cheat on him yeah you know what i mean yeah so he's he's really worried about her being like him basically that's what I feel like a lot of these like white liberals are like they are the racist deep down inside and they're just really worried they don't that other people are going to do it because they don't want to at all like fix what's going on inside them at all and that's my that's my feeling because I feel like if you feel like black people can't defend themselves you don't you think that they need your help because they're somehow weaker of all of us then you're the racist dude like i don't know how else to say it (laughs) they don't need your help 
they're fine on their own. Yeah. Yeah, that's or, or let the their let their let everybody's um work and efforts and character speak for itself. Yes. You know, I I don't know if it drives you guys crazy as much as it drives me crazy. Kim, you, you can especially let me know. But um, so there's this, and I've seen it at a lot of places. Going to a bookstore these days isn't enjoyable because, you know, you're not going to find Tom Woods on the shelf. You're not going to find Rothbard on the shelf. Like nothing of like re- revolutionary thought isn't there unless it's of the Marxist variety um, or some weird, crazy everybody should accept it or you're a racist black mm-hmm. power stuff. Like I'm for black empowerment and for empowerment of the individual of all races. Um, but so there's this one bookstore over in Frederick, Maryland, and I love the bookstore cause it's really cute and everything, but like, it's also kind of just, I think it's so weird that, Certain books get highlighted for being, oh, read this book because a black person wrote this. Or read this book yes. because a gay person wrote this. Or a woman. Like, how about this book is a, how about like just, you know, best-selling author? Uh, and if they're not, like, is it really a great book? I mean, it could be maybe, but, um, you know, I don't know. It's just, I'm not interested in being told what to read, who to read, and who to follow just because of some piece of their identity not about like what they can contribute like how good is their art like what are they putting forward and like what's the thought behind or the idea behind all their thoughts they're putting out there as artists especially when you're writing I mean, a novel you, like a, a fiction a story a piece of fiction like who you are as the writer the author should matter not at all yeah not like at i'm all. just thinking of like george sand you know, was a female writer. Her pseudonym was George Sand because nobody would let her write a book because she was a woman. But once they all found out she was a chick, I mean, they start inviting her to all the parties and, you know, she had all these wonderful affairs and she was just like the coolest person ever. But it, they didn't realize how awesome she was until after they gave her a chance. And it's like, that's how a book should be like the person behind the the story should be secondary to the story who gives a shit basically (laughs) what they are they could be a transgendered pony for all i care i'm on board (laughs) (laughs) i mean that stuff was i think it made sense back you know when women weren't in certain fields they hadn't been putting out books yet or black people hadn't been authors mm-hmm. or you know a scientist or whatever that made sense then because it was like okay finally as we're progressing toward you know everybody being united finally we have women we have black people we have asians we have like mexicans in this field that made sense because it wasn't it was unheard of now you're getting more people doing yeah. everything I mean, you can find minorities in pretty much everything now. So what is the purpose? And they're like, yeah, we want equality as they they make sure they uh, put something else at the forefront. I'm like, so you're still making it all about my color. I'm trying to be just a human who put out some work, who put out a song, who wrote a book. I just want to be a human. That's what it is to be equal. But no, they want to continue because they have figured out that a good way to divide people in America, since it's such a huge part of 
the U.S. history is racism. It's the, it, if you think about it, I was thinking this earlier was, they, this is just the perfect narrative. They could just, until people wise up, they can go on mm-hmm. and on talking about, you know, how racism is, is such a prevalent thing because they, the, they do this in the media. They do it in places that most people watch. So this can be a narrative for until kingdom come, if they'd like. It's actually a clever tactic, and they know that they're going to use it because what happens as soon as you start questioning that narrative, that means you might be racist because who would question that? Who would question that? That's not very humane to question it. So I've, it's a brilliant plan. It's a messed up plan, but it's pretty brilliant. Yeah, I was listening to somebody, and she was talking about how, like, when all the stuff came out about Greg Floyd and that you saw the video and you saw the arrest and him being his, the cop putting his knee on the, on his neck and stuff like that. And there, she was saying like, we all saw that every single person who saw that could not, there's no way you could watch that video and not come away. Like the cop was definitely doing the wrong thing. He was definitely wrongly handled in that whole situation. He should never have been put in that situation. He would never have died if it weren't for that. Everybody was in agreement on that. And then she said, but then CNN came along and said, the nation is divided over Greg Floyd. And then she was like, she mentioned, you know, that's where it all started. It's the media that just keeps, they, we were, we were all on the same page. And then basically CNN lied and said, we weren't on the same page. We're all divided. And so then everybody was like, oh yeah, we're divided. I mean, I, it's just amazing to me how quick people just react to media and just chomp on it and just eat it all up you know they really are the enemy of the people i mean it's just i can't believe people i I, it just amazes me how few people i know now actually think for themselves because the media isn't supposed to lie to us that's what they think the rest of us who have actually did some research know damn well that they're allowed to lie all they like. They don't even have to really fix anything if they lied and got caught. They can just move right along and there's just nothing that can stop them. So they can say whatever, do whatever. And if whoever says it the loudest and the craziest gets the most attention. So why in the heck would they report anything straightforward now? Why would they do that? It's not going to get them all the numbers they need. The crazier they, they get with it, the more opposite they are to the other side. You know, there are people will cling to them and they'll believe it because why would the media lie? That's not their job, supposedly. Yeah. Division sells. Hate sells. And they've mastered them both. I mean, actually, speaking of CNN, are the rumors true? Was CNN actually, like, broken into or uh, just I mean, the videos I saw, I mean, it showed people throwing stuff there but i don't know if those demonstrations were planned or orchestrated in some way i don't know if somebody dropped off a pallet of bricks next to cnn um just conveniently so thoughtful yeah. of certain people to you know um be so promoting of now disruption. antifa absolutely hates cnn because cnn is why bernie sanders never won so there is a there is I mean a chance that Antifa might have been part of that. It makes sense at least to me. Can't blame them. Honestly, the war the warfare that uh, CNN has conducted on all of us 
especially the left, like the people that actually can admit that on the left and realize that, like uh, the diehard Bernie Sanders um, supporters who really woke up during that whole thing. <laughs> CNN has been conducting psychological warfare. There is no doubt about yeah. that. I wish they would just wake all the way up, though, and just realize communism will never work. It's yeah. never worked anywhere, ever. It's ever. not the right kind of communism, Jesse. You just gotta try a different flavor. We just all have to, like, like communism, and then it'll work well. And then if we all, like, like it ahead of time, then, like, we'll be, like, so happy and fair and equal, and uh, we can just grow plants and be happy together right actually what happens is you have <laughs> to just read das kapital in the original german and you will immediately understand it and it will all make sense ah oh, shit it's supposed to be in german uh maybe that's where i've gone wrong <laughs> i can't read german <sighs> racist i know i mean i've just been like <laughs> fighting nazism for so long that i can't speak german that's it right yeah. Have you noticed, like, uh, Michael Malice actually had this, he asked this question, and I, I don't remember who the guest was, but he was like, why do all the bad things come from Germany? <laughs> and he was like, "We communism started in Germany, fascism started in Germany, we had all the world wars started from Germany, <laughs> you know? There's got to be something, like, when is people going to realize that maybe we don't need to hate all white people, we just need to hate German people. Like, we've been all Russia, Germany. Russia, Russia over here. It should be Germany, 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 apparently. Exactly. Yeah, seriously. And not all Germans, just the Germans that Not all Germans, Germany. hashtag. Yeah, not well, all Germans. Hashtag not all Germans. <laughs> that's a great, that's a t-shirt right there. <laughs> I don't know, you're right, though. I guess there is something about that culture that I don't really know if it's as applicable now, but I mean, you've seen Angela Merkel, um, but have you seen a picture of her side by side next to a picture of Hitler? I'm just no. saying it's really weird. <laughs> she like his love child or something. I don't know. I just, I don't know. I wish I'm That'd starting rumors. Sorry. <laughs> or I'm continuing the rumors, I guess. Sorry. Well, there's no reason we shouldn't be questioning things because we know that all powerful people are connected in one way or another. And just because um, Hitler became the most hated man in history, um, it doesn't mean that everything about him is extinguished or was extinguished. But I don't know, maybe there is something too, like the degree of intelligence and but it being just enough intelligence to think that like, you can control people, you can mold people, you can um, manipulate them, get them to do what you want, get them to do your bidding, and then it'll all, like, work out well. And, you know, <laughs> that you can actually break humans. And, I, I mean, I will say, Nazi Germany did break humans. That's, like, what oh, they yeah. did. And they were really good at it. Mm -hmm. But And then America hired a bunch of them to work for NASA. <laughs> Operation Paperclip, baby. <laughs> I mean, that's oh, scary man. as hell. It's so scary. Think about, you know, the trust the experts, trust the scientists, trust the science, trust the Nazi scientists, or just, you know, and not now, the Nazi scientists, but how do we know which like, one's which? Do you even believe in science? Like, do you even science? Yeah, you science, bro. Science, bro. 
Yeah. God. Jinx. I mean, that, li- that line itself is just creepy to me because it's like, yeah, I question science. Everybody who's a scientist questions science. Like, hello? Yes. That's, the, that's the point. <laughs> yes. That is what a science, that's what the scientific method requires of us. Yes. God. But if you say that now, you're just, you're an idiot. You're a science denier. <laughs> yeah. You're lumped into the category of, you know, the basket of deplorables. Because everybody needs to have the same opinion. And if you divert in any way, you're deplorable, which means unforgivable. Um, there's no hope for you. Uh, you're unredeemable. Really dehumanizing things yeah. that, um, you know, everybody, like, a certain portion of the population is okay with calling other people unredeemable and just, you know, basically so below themselves that they would wish serious ill upon them. And it's like, that person's your neighbor. Like, yeah, you don't even know it. You're not. And it's probably the neighbor that like offers to cut your grass or or shovels your driveway. But really, like you think they're the scum of the earth because they they don't because of who they vote for. As you, and yeah. and have you know? I mean, that here's the thing. Like, if you're a Democrat, like you're supposed to have this checklist of beliefs. Like, you're pro-abortion, feminists, gay rights, you know, minorities. What else? Uh, open borders. But you know what? Not all Democrats are all of those things. I know Democrats that are that do. They're Catholic that hate abortion. And they, but they still vote Democrat, but they kind of like just, they just ignore that part. It's like they just cut their brain out a little bit so they don't have to think about it. But I also know Republicans, and you guys probably know plenty of like conservatives that they are anti-war or they, you know, they, they believe in, they don't believe the borders work, you know? That's the the reality of the world is that what I'm trying to say basically is that they're trying to divide us into these these like dividing lines, but we all don't fit in those lines and we all have our own opinions about things and we all have like that nuance about us. So it's dangerous to even think like I had a friend years ago who I stopped talking to because she started posting a bunch of stuff about how Republicans were all racist and um and how she she's i guess decided she was an atheist and so she decided that all republicans are these um christians that go to abortion clinics and bomb abortion clinics and and i don't know it's just she kind of went off the deep end and um i started i was like you do realize like i don't think she realized that at that time i was a conservative (laughs) and uh and I was like, I'm pretty sure I'm not racist and I don't want to bomb abortion clinics. So <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> well, that's another part of it. Like everybody on that side assumes that because they're so right in their views mm-hmm. that, of course, everybody has the same views as they do. And then it's only like a minority few that uh, disagree with them, but they are awful. Right. But it's like, that's why... 
I, like in my line of work, um, in most of my di- most of my interactions, really like outside my family and maybe certain friends of mine, um, you know, everybody has the assumption that you're going to agree with their X, yeah. Y, and Z liberal view. And when I say Obviously, liberal, I mean because it's know, common sense, quote, liberal, because it's not actual liberalism. But it's yeah, right. Science. I mean, everybody agrees with the same thing. Everybody agrees with me, right? And it's just like, ah, <laughs> uh, no. <sighs> And, you know, I just try and find the common ground. I try to not say anything I don't want to say. It's really hard sometimes, but I really like, you know, I think about, like, Jordan Peterson's discussion of uh, Solzhenitsyn and just, like, one of the rules about, like, what is it? Um, Don't lie. Or, like, you know, be truthful or at least don't lie. And, you know, Mm -hmm. or tell the truth. Or at least don't lie. And I mean, like, that's huge. We're not going to always know the truth. We're not going to always know 100% of the information or what the facts are, especially like in these instances where all we see is a clip online, a video that goes viral, and then all of a sudden everybody's an expert. But it's like, we have no idea what happened that day, that last week, like last year. Like, honestly, one of the reasons I'm not commenting on the... Ahmad Arbery case is because it really does seem like there is a ton of conflicting information and that it's purposefully being laid out piece by piece, very ambiguous, amb- ambiguously, so that there is more opportunity for division. But what's interesting there is that, like, that seemed to not be enough, or I don't know, I, I feel like that got amplified right in time for this to get amplified. Um, and it's just... I don't believe in coincidences, and these are all, I think, planted, whether they're real, and of course, I'm not denying that either of these two men are dead, but it's all about what is being used and what is being told to all of us, and, you know, how that, how those stories, the way they're told, is going to benefit the greater power. And I don't mean greater power like, you know, the man upstairs. I mean the the power that's actually <laughs> lorded over us um, by the elites in the state. Yeah, it's yeah, especially timely to pick any time that it's a black person. But if they actually talked about every time a cop beat the crap out of somebody or killed somebody, every race possible, I would hope that everybody would be a lot more enraged because... It just seems so convenient that it's always black people, but then I meet plenty of white people that had some terrible stories about being harassed by a cop and attacked by cops or something, or at least profiled by cops. I'm like, if they would, I guess they're afraid to show that narrative, but I'm just like, I wish there was just a way to get all of that out there and people soak that up and hopefully they had more rage about police brutality then because if they think, what we're seeing in the news is bad. If they saw the actual numbers, I hope they would be a hell of a lot more upset now. I feel like if we just were honest about like the whole system in general, because uh, I was listening to the propaganda report yesterday and I remember Monica was talking about basically if we just really address like all these laws that the cops are have to enforce, like the Greg Floyd situation, the counterfeit $20 bill. Like, why would that even need, why would that 
whole situation, why can't you just write a citation, give him a like the citation, tell him to show up to court on a certain date, and if he wants to defend himself or he wants to pay a fine, let him pay it. Why does that require you to put him in a cop car? And I mean, it just seemed like that was just way too much for what he did. And and then on top of that, it's a counterfeit twenty. Like, how do you know that maybe somebody gave that to him? And he didn't even know it was counterfeit and he just used it to buy groceries. Like what? We don't even know. know if he intended to actually steal. Yeah. We will never know that probably. But I mean, yeah. it's just like, there's just the bottom line is there's some of these laws are, they don't need to be, they don't need to be enforced by a police officer. They don't need to be enforced by force. And um, I think that, that's where we need to really talk about. That's what we need to really talk about is like, why are certain things like, why would a cop need to be involved in this situation at all? Other than to just hand a guy a slip of paper and telling, give him a court date. Like that to me doesn't make any sense. Like when I get pulled over by a, by a cop because my tail lights out, I get a citation. I have to go to court and show that I replaced the light, whatever, you know, I don't need to be put in the back of his car, right? So there's just times when cops get enga- get engaged in certain situations that they don't need to be, and that I don't understand. And so maybe they get maybe it, black people do end up in those situations more often than white people, and that definitely needs to be addressed. But at the same time, like maybe we don't need to have so many stupid ass laws where cops need to enforce them. Um, quick, another non-black voice, uh, back to Ayn Rand, and yes, she's white, um, but another quote of hers, and Russian, so God, she's really evil, and I'm evil for bringing her up, but, so the quote, um, I always think about this, and, like, the first time I heard it, honestly, was, uh, listening to, like, AM radio, I think it was a Glenn Beck show or something, but, and this was before I even read Ayn Rand, but so the quote is, the only power any government has is the power to crack down on criminals. Well, when there aren't enough criminals, one makes them. One declares so many things to be a crime that it becomes impossible for men to live without breaking laws. It goes on from Mm -hmm. there, but that's like the key point of the quote, and damn if it's not true like just go look up your state's laws like there there's so many laws in that are on the books that are just that nobody like they don't enforce anymore because it's just stupid like i know in tennessee it's like illegal to ride a horse drunk but nope like how often are you gonna (laughs) run into that you know (laughs) not not this day and age maybe in some rural areas but still it's like you know um, there's a lot of ridiculous laws out there that we, that need to be off, like, need to be off the books. They're just stupid. Like Lucy Cigarettes in New York. What the hell? Who gives a yeah, shit? The, Eric Garner. sell cigarettes. I mean, why do you care? Because, because that. They need to be able to tax that. Tax money. Yeah. <laughs> Jinx, sort of. But yeah, yeah that's exactly what that one was. I mean, seriously. And then these, the thing about the left that drives me crazy is they'll say like, you want to open the economy because you just care about money more than people. Well, what the hell do you think that that Lucy cigarette situation was? 
That was caring mm-hmm. about money more than the person. You're willing to choke a guy out because he's willing to sell something that you can't tax. That's ridiculous. That's exactly the same thing. But you're going to be, you're going to riot in the streets about that guy. But for those of us who want to go back to work, you're going to fight us on that. It's like, so the logical inconsistencies on the left just drive me insane. Yeah. And I would say that it's really not even just limited to the left. It's a lot of people. And I think it's not a good time for, um, for whatever, I don't know. I, I shouldn't be so negative because there are so many positives about this day and age and, you know, information being readily available. But I think like, one thing that, and again, why I think like so much of this is scripted and we're being force fed this is because I am acknowledging or I am witnessing and seeing and uh, observing is the word I was looking for, a mass awakening. I think we're all feeling it. I think, um, you know, a lot more people are seeing the light, whether it's coming from the left or right. But because the whole thing about race is one so sensitive and like we've all just been beaten into us that as a white person I'm supposed to feel guilty I'm supposed to automatically say sorry for something I've never done and that I had no part of just because my skin tone isn't dark enough just because maybe I didn't have uh African enough descendants in my Italian blood like I was too north of Italy like just stupid arbitrary stuff that doesn't matter I'm supposed to like behave and think a certain way. But, um, so anyway, like we're so sensitized to race and those issues. And, but also like on a deep, like personal matter, like nobody wants to be called a racist because that's been told like that's the worst thing you can be like, and nobody wants to be told that they're a bad person. So they're doing whatever they can to make themselves not feel like they're a bad person to prove they're not. And it's just like, that is all being capitalized on. And then at the root of all of it is the human instinct to be tribal, to prefer your own, to question somebody that might not look like you because (laughs) instinctively, like that was ingrained in us hundreds of thousands of years ago. And, you know, it is all being used against us. And... There's just, like, not enough acknowledgement of that. I'm just going to say something that's very unpopular. Uh-oh. But I think that there are worse things to be than racist. I really do. Like, I'm sorry, but if you want to have sex with children, you are the scum of the earth, and I would I have no problem killing you. I think you're worse than a racist. That's just me. I was like, at least uh, there's a good chance he can run into people that are, you know, they might be racist, but they don't outwardly talk about it. I mean, yeah, it can be harmful if they do something that impedes somebody else's freedom. But you're more than like, if you, most pedophiles, even I know there are some that don't act on it. I still think it's disgusting no matter what. But, you know, that's always going to harm somebody if you, if. Because, I mean, that's usually what they want to do. That's their drive. They want to do that sort of thing. So, yeah, I think that would definitely be worse to be called a pedophile. I think if they come out, yeah, I think if they're coming out publicly about it, they're thinking about it and they're about to do something. If we don't know that anything about it, then we don't know about it. But, yeah, I mean, 
I think people act like you're saying like being racist is the worst thing in the world. I mean, I, I am a nurse. I work with elderly people a lot and I've seen elderly people say things and then they have caregivers that are Mexican or black or Filipino and they're just as sweet as they can be to those people. So I don't think that it really matters all that much. You know, at the end of the day, it's how they act. It's not what they think, you know, because you can change your mind the moment that you meet someone. It's just, and that that's a really the only way that I feel like we can really get past all of this is by having a conversation about it and not demonizing each other over it. You can't, you're not going to change hearts and minds by saying that, it, that they're not allowed to speak, that they're not allowed to talk about it, that they're not allowed to express opinions about it. In fact, that actually, to, that makes racist. Yes. Like if you start pressuring yeah. them like that, you're going yep. to make some people racist, hardcore. And uh, of course, I know there are some, they're racist. There are some even that like reside in small corners of the LP that we don't try to claim ever that, you know, I'd enjoy those like Hans Hermann Hoppe people who want to tell me about IQ stuff. Yes, those tiny segment of people <laughs> do exist. But the way that they're making this narrative, white people just shut up everywhere is going to make a crap ton of racists on all sides. Yeah, I, at the very least, you're going to make people very uncomfortable to talk about a topic that will never get better without discussing it openly. And it's just one of those things where I just feel like, you know, I, me as a therapist and a nurse, you know, I've had a lot of my um, feelings about people have been broken down because I've met so many different people and I realize the more you get to know people the less you hate them. So I have met people that I thought I would absolutely hate. And when I realized I heard their stories, I realized I like them and there's something about them that is likable. So I think that's the, that's the key is really just letting people talk and just not, I don't know what the word is, but just, you know, quit hating everything. Quit blaming everybody for stuff. Being so ready to hate everything and everyone. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's getting pretty late over here on the East Coast. <laughs> and I'm fragile. <laughs> and <laughs> and it was a long day of listening to people's opinions. That It's like I'm used to being uh, the minority of thought always. Every yeah. you know, name an episode of ours or a topic that we've discussed where it's like we don't feel that way, and so par for the course. Nothing new here, but wow, what a day! And um, you know, this episode will be released a few days after, of course, the Blackout Tuesday event that uh, it cannot be ignored. Um, Ugh. but really, it was just uh, mostly white people saying, "Hey, I'm not racist," and it's like. I didn't think you were to begin with, and thanks for telling me. I guess <laughs> Kim thanks you. Kim personally thanks you. I was like, I don't really know what's gonna do, but I, I guess I can give you a thank you. I don't really know what to do about that. <laughs> Let's see. So on that note, Kim, um, where can your black voice be amplified and heard? Well, thankfully. <laughs> I decided I needed a podcast on my own, so the only voice you get to hear most of the time is my black 
mel- melanated voice, which apparently is not black enough for Joe Biden because I ain't voting for Trump. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Everything I forgot about. I wanted to get back on that, but uh, go. I know you talked about it on your podcast. So everybody listening here, if you haven't checked out Kim on her own uh, at Lesbertarian on every on every handle and uh, venue, but um, check the podcast out. And she taught she touches on things quicker, better, and just like you know, it's a much needed um, niche she fills. I think we're grateful to have her here. Yeah. Yes. I love it. It's like, thank you. Thank you, white people, for, you know, giving me a spot on this network. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. You are so welcome for making us feel better about ourselves. Oh, yes. Thank you so much. And Jesse, where can everybody else find us? Um, We are on Facebook and on Instagram as the Voluntary Vixens Podcast. On Twitter, we decided to do something a little different. So we are the Vixens Voluntary and on um our patreon if you guys would like to donate to us um we are on at vixens underscore voluntary speaking of patreon and donations um jesse what was the total we were able to give to our friend anna well um through our venmo and our patreon so far i've given her three hundred dollars right now so if you guys still want to donate to our friend Anna, um, you can either do that through Patreon or you can do it um, on uh, our Venmo, which is Vixies-in-need-one. Our Vixies in Need, if you just look that up and you'll see our Voluntary Vixens VV logo. Holla. <laughs> all right. Well, on that note, I'm going to go to bed. I wish you all um, peace, prosperity, and stay safe from looting. If you are going to be protesting, that's awesome. I know you'll keep it peaceful. You'll keep it sane. And you'll remind others that it's best if we keep it voluntary.